He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going deadly silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Before a great keeper now. About to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Welcome to week 99 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. I'm James Richardson, and as always, I'm joined by Barry O'Hanrahan. Hey, Barry. Hey, James. Richardson, how are you? I'm very Did good, thank you. this week. Um, so, uh, anybody who wants to get in contact with us, uh, the Twitter handle is at PodcastGTS, at PodcastGTS, and the email is a goodtalkspoiled at gmail.com, and you'll also find us on Facebook. Um, Barry, in terms of our own games this week, uh, you ended up coming off the line for the weekend and uh, didn't play either day in the end no I went away for the weekend down to the south east of Ireland and did see two golf courses but didn't play in them uh, saw Faith Leg and also Waterford Castle which is in quite a cool location it's on Waterford Castle situated on an island in the, the Waterford estuary inlet kind of and you have to get a, a boat across to the island mm. albeit across a tiny little inlet of a river it's a very short boat trip maybe like a lob wedge across and uh, the, the castle is there and then there's a golf course on the island so it's a pretty cool spot to go um, didn't play it though uh, maybe it's one just, for just um, took a week off maybe we'll be able to go back to it and uh, uh, get a trip down there and, and give them a go uh, I stayed in Faith Lake a couple of years ago with uh, my now wife but again we didn't bring golf gear so uh, I don't know what the course is like no. other than watching it from the from the comfort of the lounge I think the first tee boxes kind of at the the driveway in but yeah and it looked it looked to be suffering a bit just from the epic amounts of rain we've had over the last three months so um i'd say in this i'd say in the summer it'll just come into its own and um it, it's in quite a nice part of the the country and you know, it's very picturesque so um can't imagine it would be a disappointing day's golf down there yeah i i played saturday sunday i played uh, i suppose on sun saturday um didn't play badly i just i I screwed up on the two par fives. I drove it into the water on nine, and uh, <clears throat> then I was chasing it again at that point, which was kind of annoying. I even took—I didn't take the driver. Took I took the three, the three wood, wood again. Yeah. Um, I just hit it. Like I can't complain because I hit it as flush, and I hit it at the point of the the, the widest part of the fairway. So you're down so the I bridge. So I didn't end up at the bridge, but so that's the longest um, part of the fairway. Before the, sorry, the that's what well. I meant. The yeah, longest yeah. part. So I like, yeah, I, yeah. It was a funny old round. I just, I, I felt it played better than the score that was there, but you I know, think ninety nine percent of us will uh, have that feeling. Yeah, like it was weeks. just, it was a funny one. I came off and I kind of, I played with a, uh, a colleague of mine who's who's a member of the club and. Um, we really didn't take it seriously at all. Like we were just kind of, kind of meandering around, and I really enjoyed the round. But I just, it was afterwards I came off the course, and I'm sure everybody has this at times where they kind of go, apart from the two balls up par fives, which I really did balls up and scratch both of them. But like, I didn't feel I'd done an awful lot wrong. And then I looked at the scores coming in. I went, whoa, okay, I was way behind the run rate for, for Saturday in terms of 
scores that were coming in. But anyway, sure, look, it is what it is. Uh, Sunday, I played the second round of the Fitzgibbon for Glen of the Downs, and uh, we were I was playing at home with Colin Walsh, uh, who plays off three, and um, we were the first team out at home against Delgany Golf Club, which is it's a friendly kind of inter-club competition for the pre-season and uh, yeah we lost 7 and 6 and it's not in fairness that looks bad on the, the face of it but uh, the lads were 2 under through 12 it's 2 under gross 2 under gross through 12 for, for an effect of what 7 handicap they were, they were seven, 7 no no they were they were 7 and 8 they were a 7 okay. handicap and an 8 handicap and on the first hole we were just beyond the we were on the green just beyond the pin looking at a birdie and we, we were looking back going okay they're short and your man bladed it and your man ends up holding the putt for a three oh. you know and I mean like I mean you know that, that was that was off the back of the green and he holds it the whole length of the green and that was the story the of the four, day 35-40 yeah like oh. it was just and we, we went one up then we, we we won a hole we lost a hole we won a hole we lost a hole, and then all of a sudden we were all square on five, and they just they birdied the next like three holes, and we parred. We parred the three holes. We were in ahead of them, mm. pretty much. But um, we didn't really do an awful lot wrong. We just got killed by the fact that they were just they were on song. I found out afterwards that um, I was talking to the captain or the the, the manager of the Delgany team, and he was telling me that that pairing has been together for something like three years and they haven't lost an inter-club competition match in over two. Wow. So it kind of put it in perspective. But myself and Colin did kind of feel kind of crap walking off the 12th, thinking, you know, even on our scorecard, we were only maybe two two over, I think. Gross. Two That's over gross. Really you know, so, like, we were playing really well, but, like... Some days you just have to kind of tip the cap to your opponent and say, absolutely well done, you just... Absolutely smoked us. Yeah, and, no. and that's, I mean, because other than that, you can end up beating yourself up brutally for for days on end if you really take it that hard. Sometimes you just have to go. You know what? They just did us, and, and that was it. And well done. And like, I think we lost. I think we lost one hole to par. I think that was. I think yeah. we lost one where we bogeyed and they they parred. But um, but again, like we were we were pin high on the fourth, um, looking at a birdie putt, and Colin, I had hit it five iron slight wind and we were up on the right level pin high probably 14-15 foot mm. Colin just missed the putt you, the other guys are 8 foot under the hull and your man rams it straight in the front door for a 2 and you're kind of going ok I, I thought like maybe with half this hole like you know birdie would certainly you know have been a great score but like two threes would have been what you'd have expected but anyway it was one of those days it was just that's a tough. That's tough to take. And apparently, the the report from the the club and the email that came out and from you there was that Delgany played quite well, and, and they have to have to beat. Was it four and a half to one and a half to beat? Four and a half to one, yeah, something like that. That's yeah. That's an impressive win, and they must they must have all played very well together as a team. Come here. Actually, here's a question: What do you think our club could have done better as a team? Let's be critical here. Let's let's break um, it down. Like, why did we lose? What could we have done better to to help our chances of winning? We that were teeing off. A- Half past eleven, I arrived at quarter to eleven. Uh-huh. I was the only one in the golf club. The okay. whole of the Delgany team were already there. Uh, they already were already there. Wow. They were practicing. They were now. I have to say, there was one guy, and I think he's off scratch. 
seemingly he took like a total nosedive last year from about six down to scratch. Mm-hmm. Very good player. Uh, certainly had the walk of a man who was off scratch. I was on our putting green, and all of a sudden, a golf ball went literally past my head, and I looked up, and the scratch golfer was chipping over people's heads to the other side, and I actually had to say to him, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'm just chipping to the other end of the green. I was like, this is the putting green. That's the chipping green. You want to do that? Go up there. Like, literally, I'm hitting three putts, and... I would say not at club length from my, me where they going past me. Like it was, and as uh, we were saying it on the round, myself and the two lads from Delgany, and I was saying what you know and that I didn't think it was particularly kosher to to do what he was doing on the the, the green. Yeah. And he goes, he does it all the time. He's been brought up in front of the committee down in Delgany for this. He does it repeatedly, and his answer to it is, "I'm a scratch golfer. It's fine. I know what I'm doing." And the response repeatedly to him is, even the best can hit one off the toe or off anything. Or and you're hitting, one. And you're yeah. putting it in the back of someone's neck or in their head. It's just, it was so incredibly dangerous. But, but so, sorry, going back so, to the point. so arrogant. But going oh, yeah, back to no, the point. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of preparation. I, I think for the fact that I was, I was turning up, I was there, I went to the net, I did the putting, I did all the bits that I always would try and do, especially you know in tournaments like that. Warmed up. I was walking across for half eleven. My my partner, in fairness, he has wife and a young baby and kids and stuff, so he's he is stuck. But at a three handicap, he turns up and he just fires, starts like it's it's incredible. But I did think that the other members of the team, I think all of the members of the team, not just the others, but Colin as well, everybody should have been there a little bit in advance, just a bit of camaraderie, even if we were inside just having coffee. Just a bit of team camaraderie and uh, and practice, but um, what if but like we, yeah, what if we had something like a, an Irish Jack Nicholas hosting you guys for a dinner? Well, that's it. Yeah. Well, let's 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 move on and, and let's look at the news. Uh, oh, sorry, that, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, uh, just let's do a little action. bit of feedback because we always ask for feedback. So you know, we got we got to got to mention it. Um, so. First, during the week, we got a Facebook post from Giorgio Machetti giving uh, me a geography lesson, and thank you for that, Giorgio. Giorgio said, if you flipped the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere, kind of placed one over the top of the other, that the UK and Ireland would be further towards the pole than New Zealand is. So, um, did you get that? No, I thought it was the other way around, that if you flipped New Zealand... If you flip the southern hemisphere north, then New Zealand would be north of Ireland and No, he said if you flipped us south, we'd be further... Oh, no, oh God. Now I've got it wrong. Okay. Giorgio, can you confirm, <laughs> confirm that, please? I, I thought you said if you flipped it the other way, that, that New Zealand would have been closer to the North Pole. I'm going to read it verbatim just to I think I think we may yeah. need that. Well, yeah. Please wait while Barry... I should do the, like holding music, you know. Yeah, no, don't do that. That's actually the Nokia sounds. I'll start doing the Intel sound in a minute. Um, okay, while I'm looking for that, foolishly messing around, uh, Brian Willis bought a G30 driver after listening to the Week 47 episode when we did the work. He's, he's got a couple to catch up on, Ten, hasn't he? No, no, he said he's up to date, but that, the Week 47 episode, when the, the time we were in with American Golf, oh, yeah, testing yeah, yeah. Them out and all, that convinced him to get one, and um, loves it, hitting it miles, sends us a video, and hit the ball still in the air from the noise the thing makes. It's a phenomenal sounding driver, actually. Really, really impressive. 
I used to have one of the Ping i15s because I used to have Ping golf clubs and I, I loved the Ping i15 when I had it. The sound off Ping drivers particularly just they're just unbelievable. But uh, it's a great video and uh, you know hopefully now he can take that kind of shot from the range onto the golf course because if he does I don't think he told us what his handicap is but whatever it is it's going to come down if he's hitting it like that. Now, okay, now go here on. we go. So back we've got back, it back to Georgia. Okay, verbatim, so I can't get this wrong. Um, heard your latest podcast from New Zealand. Indeed, Australia can play golf all year round in shorts. Very jealous on that point. New Zealand's a little colder in winter. Uh, FYI, if you cut the earth in half at the equator and lay both sides on the poles, the entire landmass of the UK would be more south than the southern tip of New Zealand. So it is closer to the pole. Okay. All right, so I had it right first time. Listen here, save your legal stuff for during the day when you're actually getting paid for it. Um, and finally, just did a live tweet there. David Seckham asked him, do we have anything to uh, discuss? Did you want people want us to discuss anything on the show last minute? He said goals, personal goals for the year. So uh, I, I presume that's golfing goals. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I Certainly just, not I, your yeah, soccer skills. I just want to drink as much as possible and not put on weight. Um you're failing both uh, at this stage for the first two months of the year Um, single figures I have a number in mind but I'm not going to reveal it a la James of last year I I would no actually I'm going to reveal it I'd like to get to six six is my target for the year I'm at ten so I think it's I think it's achievable Um, if I end up at seven or eight I won't I'll be disappointed but um, I'd still be happy to have got to single figures for the first time ever so uh, that's me and oh we got to win a pro-am as well that's well we're only in two but yeah I, I, I think I've got I've got about three three or four which I'll uh, rattle off fairly quickly one is single figures my aim is somewhere between seven and eight but I'm setting really no target if I get to if I get down and it's midsummer, then I'll reassess if I'm not there I'll, I'll reassess so I'm not mm. going to set myself you know undue pressure on it i just want to go out and play and enjoy it see where i get second is i would like to win a medal a monthly medal you should get one of those they're good yeah i'm going to get one in the actual season rather than the one like you have uh the third one i still have a medal so yeah nobody wants the april medal or the october when the course is useless so if you won the april or october medal would that fulfill your goal probably not no (laughs) it would only be half a medal is that a goal with an asterisk beside it yeah Yeah. basically it's like it's like how i have a hole in one off the blues and you have a hole in one off the whites mine definitely has a kind of in in brackets (laughs) not a real hole in one uh, so yeah so there are two uh, three is I would like to be in the last five groups in the second round of the captain's prize going out which you just want to make the top be, 30 that I what you just, have, you just want to make the top 30 be in the last 10 groups so you get it no no but I want to be I, yeah but I want to be in the last five yeah. which means I'm in the top 15 going into the final day so yeah, you pretty much have uh, a good good chance yeah. of winning yeah so that's the third and then uh, the two pro-ams I would like us to be somewhere between well, ideally, obviously first, but no less than tenth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they, they'd be my my ones. I also want to sorry. I have a whole other list of ones. I want to go and play a lot more golf courses than the home, and I want to play a lot of the inter clubs. Oh yeah, we got to hit some book on this courses. <clears throat> that's a that's a good one actually, and we're going to get a couple along the way with the pro ams and you know looking at the top golfer. Top golfer is a um, 
a tour for amateur golfers here in Ireland where they have junior senior scratch cups and junior scratch cup events. So they're for handicaps one, two, four, four or five, five for the senior scratch cups, some of them are one to four, and then the junior scratch cups are from five to nine. So they take place, these events take place in some really top quality golf courses around Ireland and you get to play these courses and get the, to experience a kind of a, a mini tour event kind of vibe at the course for the day because they set up the course difficult they have kind of advertising signs up, you know, they've a sign in desk. It's all kind of official, and you feel pretty cool when you go to one of these events. It's a little extra special level, but it's all for a really good price, and you get to play a great golf course for it in great conditions. So well, I, we sh- we're hitting up a couple of those for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The two just two follow-ups. One is, um, what do you think you need to improve on over the course of the year to obtain the goal of the short handicap? game? Short game, yeah. Putting or pitching or just generally from based on my recent based on my recent putting, putting I'd have to. But um, no, I think definitely just wedges. Um, anything from one twenty five in, it really has to just get better. It has to be sharper. It, ha- it just has to get better. I have to get closer to the hole. I have to give myself more makeable putts. You know, not trying to rely. You know, relying on making a 15, 20 footer to save a par. You know, it needs to be giving myself six, seven, four. You know, four to eight, four to ten footers here, rather than those 15, 20, 25 footers. It's just not good enough. So I need to go work on that. Um, I'd, second, I'd like to. I'd like to make my driving more consistent. And um, the second aspect of just the comment that you were making about going out and playing other courses mm. at the weekend on the Sunday when I was talking to the guys from Delgany and they were talking about the scratch golfer who was in the group behind us and they were saying he's really a really good scratch golfer in Delgany I think he's the joint holder of the amateur low score but take him out of that and he's not particularly great I want to be an all round golfer that can go to different courses and play well or consistent so you can carry your handicap yeah. Not to be a, a five handicap just in Glen and the Downs in a good weather where you know every putt, every direction, but you can be a five handicap or a seven handicap or an eight handicap going to Delgany, Woodbrook, Port Marnock, anywhere in the country. And even get the and, buffer and for the day, well. like, yeah, yeah, or break par, you know. And look, this is a thing that would, it's probably a discussion for another day because it, it will take, it would take more than a few minutes. But this is why I think Ireland and possibly Ireland and the UK, the whole con- the Congo needs to implement the slope rating system like they have in the States, whereby courses have a difficulty rating. And when you go to that course, your handicap is adjusted by that difficulty rating. So if you go to a course that has like say a 1.2 multiplier just to simplify it your handicap gets multiplied by 1.2 so if you're off 10 you'd get 12 on that course for that day and that kind of gives a because playing one par 72 versus another par 72 is not always they're not always going to be the same difficulty rating you know some like if you go to the the Carton House in Montgomery that has bunkers you know everywhere it's like playing on a beach with just a little bit of grass here and there but you know you go to another part of 72 that wouldn't be anywhere near as difficult as that and well it's similar if you go and play uh, the black course which i want to do at some point this season Killeen castle uh, Killeen castle's yeah. black sunday which is right off the the, the pro pro tees yeah and like the the scores that are coming in for that like I think tw- 20 20 22 23 is winning it, you know, because it, it's just so... Like, you're hitting driver three wood on par fours. But it's and, enormous, and, yeah. You know, but... 
Look, let's move on and let's look at the news. And I suppose there's only one place to start if we're looking at the local parish news here, which is uh, Shane Shane Lowry's F-bomb on TV during the... uh, competition last week at the, the would, the would you like help with that one um, the Honda Classic PGA National 15 hole water on the par 3 it was a thing of beauty and then such like an, a reaction that every single one of us all our listeners included will know and have done probably several times around well um, you said you do it several times a shot which is the problem uh, when we play with you um, it's, just it's better than the dozens of times a shot I used to do so you know and the thing about it is that it, there was a lot of anti kind of you know this is outrageous blah 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 but you know what I actually kind of whatever about the, the wording it showed the passion of this guy who he was out of the tournament he was going home in two right, two holes time mm-hmm. like it was end of the weekend for him or at the end of the week for him but I just found that you know it was a bit obsessive what everybody was going on about but also the fact that I actually just like the fact that he's really passionate about the fact that hey I'm going home but I really still don't want to stick it in the water yeah you know, here here I'm not happy yeah it shows it shows he cares hey he didn't do it in a PC PG 13 daytime TV sort of way and it's against whatever the image the PGA Tour and the, the TV network over there wants to curate but and that's that's their prerogative he's playing in their ballpark he's got to play by their rules they're going to fine him $5,000 for it. I thought his tweet was the best way to deal with it, though. He said, so I said a bad word, shoot me. And, look... It would have been better if shoot me had been something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing about this yeah. is, and, and uh, you know, they were talking about it at the, at the Honda this week, where they put mites in the water so you could hear the splash. You know, like, mm. they, they mic everything up around the tee box. So, like... You know, of course they're going to be hurt. Like if they, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, they didn't put microphones under the guys' noses. And this so of course, it, they, they were doing it 20, 30, 40 years ago. Exactly. It's just that everything is uber mic mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, Rory would fart and they would hear it on, on the TV. Like that's the problem at the moment. So I just think that it, 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 you know, if they don't want to have situations like that, it's a natural, we're human, that's going to happen. If they don't yes. want it, don't mic every every place up or just kill the mic you know just kill the mic to the point where they're hitting a shot you don't need to you know it just we see they I want they, they want the mic there for the reason of hearing the strike and things like that so i mean but they, then they you have to accept that you're going to get that that language exactly and, and just get over like it. i said we're humans we're not robots and the guys are becoming more and more constricted in like how they have to you know, perfectly comport themselves around the golf club. They can't do anything wrong. The, like the the, the the Hubble Space Telescope is at you know inches from their face. That's how much scrutiny they're under. And um, I think Shane dealt with it in the most Irish and wonderful way possible by just that that tweet was just like, yeah, it is what it is. I'm a I'm a, I'm a normal guy. Like I think I if this was it. a case where like a you know John Daly or somebody was doing it and constantly doing it, and it's this kids around the TV viewership. Then you're talking about yeah. pulling somebody in and fining them. For Shane Lowry, for a once-off offence, you know, I know five grand doesn't mean that anything. That won't be his last. No, it won't be his last. Yeah. But the thing is that it's not every time. Like, no. these guys are hitting, you know, 70-odd shots around. They're not doing it on every shot. Mm-hmm. They're not even doing it at every tournament. So, like, give the guys a break. You know, it's an emotional experience for these guys. There's a lot of money at stake. Okay, Shane's got his tour card and blah blah blah. But like that could be a guy who's you know on the seventy 
you know, second hole does mm. that. And that could be the difference between staying on tour and not staying on tour. If he says an expletive and you find him five grand, a little bit of leeway there yeah. is all a bit of sense. Well, I think your point's really good. I mean, he, the way he was showing passion, he wasn't even in the event at that stage. And the passion he's showing shows how much he's practicing and trying to get in, you know, into that zone of this is a pressure shot, even though there was nothing really on the line from that day. Um, well, let's move on and look yeah. at some of the rest of the news quickly. Jack Nicholas uh, has hosted the 22 Ryder Cup hopefuls at his house. The U.S. players uh, up to the 42nd in the rankings were invited, and they did a big picture as well. Not, um, not an exclusive 20. You no, know, these are not exclusive. There's only only way selected from the 22. He was supposed to invite up to 40th. Then did invited, Tiger go? Then invited Keegan. No, he's not there. Then invited <laughs> Keegan Bradley and oh, I can't remember the other guy in 41st place. But then, you know, I read this on Golf, Ch- Golf Channel um, website. The In 45th place is Justin Thomas, who's a super exciting young player, has won not so long ago, and he didn't get the invite. Lo and behold, has a great week at the Honda Classic and has jumped into 20-something in the rankings. So, um, look, I, I suppose you have to make the cut some, somewhere. You know, there's only so wide a uh, camera you can have in the house to fit everybody in the photo. So, um I mean, I, what, I don't know. No, no, no laying up. Uh, our good friends at No Laying Up had a uh, were, were responding to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's been a bit of banter going back and forward over the course of the week. And again, I suppose that when we look at the when we look at the fact that last week we talked about uh, the Rory Tiger comments about the cast and stuff, there is a bit more mm-hmm. social interaction, which is great. Um, and really is utilising the likes of the Twitter and Facebook yeah. and things like that. And look, I think I think that's a cool move by Jack. You know, he's one of the most respected people in the whole game, and to bring those guys into his home and kind of give them a—I'm sure he gave them a b- bits and pieces of advice as well. I don't know. Maybe it's the magic, the new little last bit of magic that the Americans actually need to compete in a Ryder Cup or you know to try to win one at home. I thought it was well, a that's move. the interesting thing, and I think it's more about team camaraderie and trying to bring this unit together to give them a we're in it together attitude Mm -hmm. not a A family kind of feel yeah that it's because that's the one thing that they've always felt the the European team has always had over and above them is that connectiveness that even people who are competing week on week against each other come to the Ryder Cup and Mm -hmm. are like brothers and it's what America never has had, certainly in the last number of tournaments. Yeah, interesting to see if any, you know, any more of these things happen throughout the year. Um, um, but very few people of that you know are out there of Jack stature to be able to pull, have that kind of pull to get all those guys in, together in one place. No, and that's time. that's it. Uh, Augusta National is looking to lengthen the thirteenth hole. Um, they're at the moment trying to see about buying the land behind the tee box. Um, it's not going to be ready for no. uh, this year, which must be 38 odd days. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, but, it's actually um, one of my... F- <laughs> well, while you do that, uh, the other go. news, I suppose, looking 36 at... 36 days. 36. There we go. So 36 days to go. Um, Donald Trump has threatened to close the Doombay Golf Club in Ireland if he doesn't get planning permission to build a 2.8 kilometre... 200,000 ton retaining wall and uh, he's a bit of form on this he did this over in Scotland as well put a lot of pressure on the local council to say if you don't give it I'm just shutting the place down and l- you'll lose the job so yeah. it would be interesting this, this to is see. to protect the course from the sea which actually 
did a lot of damage to the course in the storms we've had. Yeah, they lost uh, they lost eight six to eight meters in the in the storm of two years ago. So look, it is needed, mm-hmm. but this is a bit of flexing of muscles now. Perhaps yeah. uh, he's not really all that interested at the moment with what's going on in the states. But it is it, for for Doombeg, It is one with La Hinch with Ballybunya. They are key courses for Ireland, and to have somebody threaten to close it because. Mm-hmm. They may or may not get their way. Does seem a bit. Well, I think the way the county council deal with it is, they identify a few other key parts of the coastline that are being eroded by storms and say, "Well, of course you can have your wall, but you need to also build a wall there and there and there to protect these parts of the coastline." When I heard it this morning, uh, there was quite a bit of Twitter interaction about the fact that Donald Trump does like building walls, yeah. usually between the U.S. and Mexico. So why not between Ireland and the U.S. if he gets in? So uh, we'll leave it at that. Jason Bone had a heart attack, Barry. Uh, you you were looking at this. I didn't hear this until you told me earlier about it. Yeah, um, lucky guy. Says he received the ultimate mulligan. Um, his artery, the one they call the Widowmaker, uh, I don't know which one in particular that is, uh, was 90, 99% blocked. And it happened to him in the scoring hut afterwards, or in the scoring area. And he says that if you've been out in the golf course, his chances of survival would have been very slim. So... He uh, he's all good now. Had a stent inserted, and um, I'm sure he'd be. Yeah, well, back, we wish him the very best of luck. Back to full uh, fitness and in due course. Forty two years old, so young to be doing that. You did kind of. I know it's not necessarily always. We talked about Rory last week and all of the the fitness side of things, but maybe there's a happy medium between. You know the, the 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 uber fit and and then not. You know you would have kind of thought that a guy of his age looking after himself for golf but sure there you are maybe it's just a, a generic thing that that's something within runs within the family let's turn our attention to the week that was though and and we'll start with the lpga which was the uh, the honda lpga in thailand it was being played at the siam country club in thailand it was six thousand five hundred and forty eight yard par 72 and and this was really all about lexi thompson who uh, basically crushed the field to win by six shots. And, uh, Barry, you, you really had a kind of a good look at really where it kind of came down to the win for her this week. Well, she reduced that 6,548 yards to her own personal driving playground. She averaged 290 yards off the tee for the week, which is reportedly 45 yards longer than the tour average driving distance. So she just annihilated it. And that's including throwing a seven, a second round seventy two into the uh, into the mix. So she went sixty four, seventy two, sixty four, sixty eight to win a cruise to victory by six shots from Inji Chun, um, Jessica Corda, and Amy Yang are, were shot further back on thirteen under. So um, seriously impressive performance, and uh, we were talking about her only a few weeks ago, saying that she was lining herself up for a win and lo and behold she's gone and done it and that's a serious uh, it's a serious statement on how to do it she jumped to number three in the women's world rankings so she's the highest ranked American in the rankings and you know she she could make a launch for top spot she keeps going you know yeah well she's she's always there thereabouts isn't she she's one of those names that she certainly you, you, yeah. you do expect to see when she's playing to, to be competing in the top ten Let's turn our attention to somebody who we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. And on the European tour, the ISPS Handa Perth International. It was uh, the 7,143-yard par 72. And I suppose 
we we called him out a couple of weeks ago as a player to keep an eye on, and Louis Ustay's an ease to victory at the the Perth International to claim an eighth European Tour title, and uh, the world number one, sorry, world number twenty one came into the final day with a three stroke lead, but uh, he needed all of them to to keep Alex Levey or Levy out, um, minus sixteen, minus fifteen, and then there was kind of Gregory Bordy. Uh, back at 13, Peter Uline, another player who over the last few weeks we've been kind of tipping as a player to come through. But Don't forget local boy Jason Scrivener in third place on his own at 14 under. And let's let's look at Louis Ustazen for a second because, um, you know, he is to a certain extent Mr. Consistent. We, 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 we talked about... Consistently guys. injured. Well, yeah, but when he is playing, yeah. you know, he does, you know, between him... And Schwarzel and Grace, like the South Africans, you know, particularly around this time of the year where we've had the South African swing, mm. we're now down in Australia, they tend to always come to the fore. But it's, it was an impressive win, nonetheless, a 70, 64, 67, 71. You know, he certainly was put under a lot of pressure by, by uh, Levy, who had a 70, 67, 70, but a fabulous finishing round of 66. And... Uh, yeah, like it's 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 building up again that he's a player who does have a tendency to enjoy his time around Augusta. He's a phenomenal long game. I mean, I'm one of the most beautiful swings in golf, and th- there you go, kind of akin to Adam Scott. Like the long game is is usually there, you know, and going well from. He just needs to have an average enough putting week, um, and to show how well his long game was, uh, how good his long game was last week. He hit 67 out of the 72 greens in regulation, which is I, I we could be playing a video game and probably not do that. So that is absolutely sensational. And um, the European Tour tweeted there's only three players in European Tour history have actually beaten that on a tournament week, which it's just off the charts, and that probably shows that to do that. Um, you know, the putting probably wasn't too hot for the week, but good enough to win. You know, you don't have to be the best at everything on a given week. You just need to be good enough to win. And um, that was Louis this week. So interesting to see himself and Scott. I mean, Adam Scott win, Bubba Watson win recently. You know, all previous Masters champions, and the Masters only thirty six days away. Um, it's it's kind of hotting up, and maybe you see Rory or Jason Day or Jordan Spieth throw their you know throw in a win this week. Coming up, you know, the WGC, you know, another big name with a win before Augusta. Like, they're certainly, the, the, the guys are certainly cranking it up, which which is going to be great because we want to see in the Masters... The big boys. A lot of yeah. these big names, and not just the top four, the top three. We want to see the top kind of 20, 25, mm-hmm. 30 players in the world really going at it that you could make an easy call for yeah. so many of them... Dream, to, to dream, go through. dream Masters Sunday, like 20 of the top players in the world within like three, four shots of each other. But the thing is, sitting right here now, we could make a claim for why Louis Ustazen is somebody that somebody should put some money on each way. Like yeah, he's, yeah. you know, And that's the point, I suppose. Like World 21 right now is competing at a level that we're not saying he's going to the Masters to make up numbers. He, he and, and a few of the other names in and around that, that, that level are going to the Masters in a few weeks with a genuine claim oh, yeah. over, I'm in it to win it. And big confidence as well with the win. Let me show you Ricky Fowler there winning recently. I mean, there's so many of these big guys in great form. 
Um, we'll get on to Rory now in a few minutes when we go on to discuss the Honda Classic. Well, let's, let's move on to the Honda Classic okay. because I, I think you know that was probably where a lot of people's focus was because, like we said last week, the Honda Classic, to me, is really starting to crank it up again. The big, big names are back. And let's start with the, the starting place, which is that Adam Scott won. Mm-hmm. Um, a superb week with the putter. And again... We, we kind of talked about it last week, about the the importance of looking at a guy like Adam Scott, whose swing is absolutely stunning, has struggled at times, certainly with the shorter putter, but has gotten so much confidence over the last couple of weeks. Mm. Even with the longer putter, he was no, nowhere near one of the top guys. You know, he was always struggling in his putting. A bit more consistent, though, I think. You know, we all had that big question mark over mm. a couple of players... And Adam Scott was that big question mark over, could he? And he tried it last year mm. when he didn't have to do it. Then he went back to the long putter for the majors. You know, it, there was all a bit of chopping and changing and it was a bit all messy. And you but, remember we spoke about the, the psychology of that last year for the guys who had the long putter and switching to the short putter, that they weren't forced into switching their stroke. Sorry, they can still use a long putter, just not anchor it. You know, mm. We were on a Bert, the Bernhard Langer issue a couple of weeks ago where he was just away from his body. But um, because they, were, they still had the crutch of knowing they could revert back to their anchored style last year, that's what made it. I'd say that's what made it the most difficult thing for them to switch to a short putter or a non-anchored stroke because the crutch was there. Now that they're forced to do it, he's now, I have no choice. I have to probably use a short putter or a non-anchored stroke. So he's gone to the short putter and he's had a, he's had a good start to the season. He's 50th in strokes game putting, which is one of the you know the best see, early, okay, early season stat, albeit, but best performances for him in putting in a long time. This week he was 23rd in strokes game putting. We said it last week. If Scotty has an average week with a putter matched to his long game, he's going to be there thereabouts come Sunday. And my God, did he have a good long game last week. Tenth in driving distance, tenth in driving accuracy, first in greens and regulation, second in proximity to the holes. You match those two together and a half decent putting week, he's 23rd in strokes game putting. And not to mention sixth in scrambling. Look, how he didn't win by more, you know, would be down to that quadruple bogey he had on Saturday. There's there's four shots right there. Now, that makes it the more convincing victory and would highlight how much better he was and, and deserve it. You know, he deserved a, a larger victory than it was in the end. And, and, and I suppose that's the point. Like, you can look at stats and, and, and you can look at the final score and think, oh, Sergio was only one behind. It wasn't really the true reflection of what yeah. happened over the four days. 70, 65, 66, 70 for the, uh, for, for the winner, Adam Scott, 9-under. Sergio had a 65, 69, 67, 71. Didn't quite get it done over the course of the final round. Just never quite got the, 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 yeah. the juices flowing a bit because it was, of it. It's just another week where the question marks over Sergio's Sunday closing ability just comes to the fore again. And you're starting to feel... You just feel for the guy now at this stage. I mean, he's he's gone on about saying that his game is not in the shape that he really wants it. Yet he's you know one of the top guys for um, where is he? I have it here. He was second for driving and first in approach play for the week in strokes game. So the long game is there. The putting actually looks all right as well. He's just on Sunday the shots weren't there when he was needed. Now you know there was mo- critical moments like where Adam Scott was in the fairway bunker and hit that ridiculous nine iron over the palm trees into you know tap in distance virtually 
and there's cruel blows like that that can happen but you know you can only kind of blame these cruel twists of fate so much Sergio's got to take a little bit of responsibility and he made a couple of poor late bogeys to kind of just make Scott's walk through the, the the winner into the winner circle a bit easier. And the and the one thing I suppose when you talk about the psychology of it and you look at it is, does he need to go talk about it, which gives it more credence, or do you try and ignore it and just mm. go? Do you know what Adam Scott won this week? And you know, I've had a good few weeks. I've been playing well. I mean, as Sergio, I've been playing well. I'm all right the door will open and I will walk through. So I'm, I'm not going to build up a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was him, I wouldn't be reading any magazines this week or any newspapers because I think there is a lot of question marks over them. Um, Definitely stay away from Twitter. Yeah. Um, but le- le- let's look at it. I suppose, you know, uh, Graham McDowell, a good week. There was 13 guys broke par this week, which, which just shows... How difficult the course played. The bear trap is always such a hard mm. set of holes. But uh, 13 players only were able to manage it. Graham McDowell was one at four under. But let's go one behind him and Vijay Singh. You know, an, an impressive performance from a guy that you don't really think of anymore to be at that end of the leaderboard. Yeah, and for all VJ's won throughout his career, any time his name is mentioned these days, I still my head just still goes back to the deer antler spray thing. So his name is mentioned, I just think deer antler spray. It's just forever linked in my head now. The funny thing about VJ is that when I hear him, I think of the story of when he won at, a, won, won at Augusta and he was the first player in history not to go and thank all the volunteers and the officials after it. And that's the bit that always... I never remember anything else mm, other than that, that one negative part of it. So there's two people his name is mentioned as a negative connotation with his name, which is kind of, I suppose, an unfortunate start to have. Um, it is what it is. Rick, Ricky Fowler was tied sixth. and um, You know, another good week by Ricky. I, I thought on uh, Thursday evening, Friday morning, when I was looking at the leaderboard and looking at the, the footage, and I thought, we, we talked last week about Shane Lowry. There's yes. a guy who needed a short game, and he is blitzing. He did not blitz it on on Friday. It was not pretty. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah that was that was unfortunate. But um, sure, look, we got a good, 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 funny situation out of it. And I'm sure he's laughing as well at the whole the f bomb thing and another another week where he just learns a little bit more on PJ Tour and. You know, he's Let's, gone to a WGC now. He's a recent winner of a WGC. I'm sure he's gone in there with a bit of confidence this week to Dural. Let's have a look at Rory McIlroy because that has been pretty much the story of the week. And 72-72, four over, misses the cut. Is this a good thing for him to, to, to kind of go back, refocus, look at what's going wrong? Um, it's certainly... To, to, to my luck over the course of that week seemed to be the putter was the problem but that doesn't always show the true reflection of it because it may be the driving accuracy doesn't give you the opportunity to get close enough on the greens mm. and, and, and there's more going on further down the fairway than perhaps the putter driving was driving was fine on the Thursday 10 out of 14 fairways good distance the Friday Hit half of his fairies and regular, you know, half of his fairies. That's okay. The putting was the putting was a problem this week. He's you know he's nearly lost two strokes of the field on the Friday, on the Thursday, and a half a stroke of the field on the Friday. But I just think there just seems to be a few mental errors creeping in from him. Like, it doesn't look like there's anything 
particularly wrong with his game, you know. And Rory is a good putter. Like, everyone just beats on it because, you know, he doesn't hold everything. Of course he's going to be under that scrutiny. He's one of the top guys in the world. You know, if he doesn't hold everything, people, you know, people expect him to do so. Um, he just seems to make some really f- poor, poor shots at, like, the worst possible times and just getting badly punished for it. Uh, and, and deservedly so when you play a really bad shot. But there's a lot, a lot of mistakes in that, in those, you know, 36 holes. Do you he, think, he'll iron those out, though. But do you think this is a guy who might be just trying a little bit too hard? That 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 maybe he needs to, you know, he keeps talking about, I want to get back to world number one, I want the Masters, I want... Like, that's an awful lot of pressure. And we talked about our own mm. idea of how we want to play this year. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, the answer to that probably should be... Actually, let's see. To, let's see to, where we are. I want at to the play like Rory McIlroy you know, this year. <laughs> yeah, like let's see where we are at the end of it. Don't put yeah. ourselves under pressure, and 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 the results will come. But I just wonder whether or not he himself is putting himself under a huge amount of pressure, which is leading to those mistakes that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and perhaps his best golf. When when we've watched him over the last six months. Mm-hmm. When he's back, a bit like Jordan Spieth, when Jordan Spieth goes out and has like a 75 in round one, he goes out and has a 66 in the following round. Mm-hmm. And Rory is a bit like that as well. He can, you know, he can go out in the final two rounds when you think, geez, he's going out really early on Saturday because he's so far down the leaderboard. Then all of a sudden, he's a good round on Saturday, mm-hmm. really good round on Sunday. He finishes top 10. Yeah. And that's because he's playing with no fear. He doesn't care at that stage. He's free swinging. Yeah, and when he free swings, as we all know, he's because we all think of our game, our own games, and when we reflect back to ourselves, when we're playing without pressure, mm-hmm. when we're playing, you know, because so many times we go, geez, I was in the zone. And then you start thinking about it, and you go out of the zone. Oh, but, don't but, ever think about the zone, folks. What I, you know. <laughs> but I just wonder for him, is it just something that he needs to take a step back and just go, do you know what, the next few weeks, I'm just going to play with a little bit of enjoyment and just see what happens. You know, if, it, if it's top 10, it's top 10. If it's top 50, it's top 50. But just play to enjoy it and yeah. see what happens. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to know for us sitting here, but, you know, maybe it is just a tiny little mental tweak that... that Will un you know unleash the the real McElroy that we all know and love love to watch see playing awesome when he is on you know in that kind of zone. So um, so long as he just doesn't recognise he's in the zone and talk about the zone, he'll be all good. Well, look, it's it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on because we talked last week about whether or not it was a uh, a start of something to come or whether we should be worried about it, but. You know, if it happens again this week at the uh, the WGC, then it starts looking a bit worrying. Let's move on and look at the uh, the HSBC Women's Championship is taking place in Singapore, six thousand six hundred and sixty yard par seventy two. And Barry, you have the betting. I have the betting indeed from the Green Bookies. Uh, we must actually approach them someday to see if will they give us a charity golf bet or something like that. But anywho, we'll roll it on. Lydia Ko is the market leader, four to one. Inby Park is eleven to one. That's a big jump. Um, Hannah Jang's twelve to one, as is last week's winner Lexi Thompson and Inji Chun. Se Young Kim and Stacey Lewis are fourteen to one. Huju Kim and Shan Shang Feng are twenty two to one. Brooke Henderson is twenty five to one, and the rest of the field are twenty eight to one and eight. 
So uh, seri- serious favoritism for Lydia Ko. And this is on Sky Sports this week, so we will be able to get to see Brilliant. a lot more of it. So hopefully this time next week, anybody who is interested in the LPGA, we will actually do a bit more of a review of the uh, the tournament than we usually can. So let's let's turn what it will be the main focus of of the golf, and it's the first of the WGC's Cadillac Championship in Trump National Enduro. Uh, Doral even um, it's the Blue Monster and Barry you were looking at this 7,543 uh, 7, yard par 72 and you were having a look at the course it's huge I mean it gets its Blue Monster name from the 18th hole and the lake that runs all the, all the way up the left hand side of the hole but you know it's equally applicable to just the length of the course itself it's one of the longest on tour um, redesigned by Gil, Gil Hans after Donald Trump bought it and pumped a couple of hundred million into it um, this talk he'll be there this week yeah and it wasn't it hasn't been the most popular of redesigns because a, a lot of the guys who aren't the bombers on tour struggle with you know having to shape tee shots around bunkers into the fairway where these guys can just fly it over them cut the corners uh, so look it is it's definitely a course that favours the bombers uh, in both of the WGCs that have been hosted at the course since the redesign, three of the top five on the final leaderboard ranked inside the top four in measured drives for the week. So length is crucial, uh, really, really important. Dustin Johnson's defending. This course, in addition to being long, it's just really, really tough. Um, of the eight competition rounds it's had um, you know, for the WGCs, it hasn't, the field haven't averaged under par for any of those rounds. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an animal. Is there a cut in this? Or do they play all four rounds? The WGCs, no. no. Don't you're killing me, aren't you? Yeah. Um, no, no, no. There's, like no there's no cut. No, there's no. no. It's limited field event. Um, so let's have a look at so, the betting. Yeah. And Rory is eight to one. Uh, Dustin Johnson, the returning champion, eleven to one. Jordan Spieth, eleven to one. Bubba Watson, eleven to one. You can see a pattern of the big hitters, as you say, within the betting, even at this stage. Jason Day, twelve to one. Adam Scott, twelve to one. Ricky Fowler, fourteen to one. Uh, Justin Rose twenty-two to one, Henrik Stenson twenty-two to one, Sergio Garcia twenty-eight to one. This is like the the future Hall of Fame that I'm just basically <laughs> yeah, reading yeah. out. Uh, JB Holmes twenty-eight to one, Brooks Kepka thirty to one, Phil is thirty to one, Louis Ustase in thirty to one, Patrick Reed thirty to one, Matsuyama thirty-three to one, Carl Swartzel is forty-five to one, Justin Thomas forty-five to one, and then. I'm not going to continue because now we're at the 50s. Yeah. Um, and, and they're nearly making it to the Hall of Fame. The book, it just seems like they can't decide who they think is going to win this week. There's such an even spread throughout all the way down. Any picks this week, James? Or are you going to go bet and roll? Come on, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Pick somebody before the tournament. Um, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Like I, I, I have to say, like with the way Phil has been playing over the last few weeks, you, you know, at 30 to 1 if you're looking for value... The hard thing is like really the top four or five that I've you know Rory, Dustin, Jordan, Bubba, Jason, Adam, like that it's it's hard to look beyond any of them. But then you go down and there is Henrik Stenson is sitting there. He's going to be know. one of my picks for the week. Now this is all on the assumption he's recovered fully from his surgery. So uh, we'll see what happens this week. Hopefully he's back fighting fully fit and. See, like see the see the the Viking in full flow would be great. Like uh, there's five places being. Paid out like you know you could you could easily put a fifty to one you know five or each way on Jimmy Walker or Brant Snedeker you know guys who are right in the form at the mm. moment you know like it is it's a real tough one you know so Kevin Nas always there hundred to one like it's it is 
it, it it's a very very difficult one to call. So you can pull all those splinters out of your ass from sitting on the fence. Pick pick two guys. Uh, two guys. Yeah, um, give you two just so you can have three actually. Go on. I'll, I'll, okay, Stenson's one of mine. Another one is Brandon Grace. Hits the ball along, playing well, and like as you said, the South Africans playing well this time of year. Um, so he's one of my, he's my second one. Go on, you go. <laughs> yeah, well, oh god, um, I, I I like Shane Lowry at sixty six to one, even regardless of last week, and he's going to go back with the WGC in his back pocket as well. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Shane Lowry each way, and I'm going to. Oh man. I'm kind of looking for value as well outside of the top guys. I I I might return to my Martin Keimer. My ninety to one, you know, each way is uh, as a bet. But like, I, yeah, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one because. So you're going. I'm going to. So I'm writing these down right now. So we're going to track the flexes. So you're going Larry. I'm going to go Larry, and I'm going to go. I was going to go Keimer. But uh, yeah, I'll go Keimer. Just... Go on, and one more. I'll give you a third. Oh, I'm... Fuck you. My third is Billy Horschel. Billy tends to carry his form along. Had a good result last week. He was one of those guys who finished in the par, under par. Sorry, one of those few guys. So, um, and he can battle it out on the tough courses. So he's seventy to one here at the moment. So I like that too. So Billy's 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 one of my guys this week. Um. So I'm gonna go one more. I'm gonna go David Lingmurth. Good man. There we go. Right, we, we will revisit that this week. Uh, sorry, next week on our centenary episodes. Yeah, one hundred up. We can raise the bat or the the golf club next week, uh, or a hundred in golf. We wouldn't really want it, would you? And <laughs> um, well, look, I, I suppose it, it's going to be very much the focus is the WGC. It's a great tournament, and uh, you know the, the the field is just stunning. It yeah, really is. Stunning. It, is, it is really good. This could be the last year that. It's hosted at Trump Doral because Cadillac are ending their sponsorship of the event. So it remains to be seen what happens to it. Well, it's interesting because I thought that this was the one that had a big question mark over it after Donald Trump's questionable comments about Mexicans and various other things that they had done. Clearly, the uh, the PGA uh, made such a big hula about it at the time mm. and then didn't do anything about it. And I did see a tweet from Trump a couple of weeks ago that said... I assume it's going on. Nobody's told me anything different. Mm. So, you know, it's nice to see the PGA Tour co-sanctioned with the European Tour has really followed through with their threat of pulling it from it. Um, Actually, but, somebody called Trump like it is, totally non-golf related, but something that I think the listeners should check out. John Oliver, last week tonight, she does great exposés and um, pieces on, on issues and things like that. Donald Trump was just the topic this week. And it was a good 20 minute YouTube clip and pretty much rips them apart. And it's very entertaining all the, uh, as well. So I'd recommend, on uh, a non-golf thing, that, check that one out for this week, folks. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave people on this, but the GUI in Ireland are looking for members to sit on the board. And they're looking to fill, I think, five, six spots. And I have written out my CV to send into them. Yeah, on, on the GUI board. The GUI board. Is it a full time uh, job? No, no, it's part time. It's like once once a month. But uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see. You know, one, I'm going to stick it in just to see what happens. They're looking for kind of a legal 
eye on it. So I was kind of thinking that out of just pure interest to see the grassroots, how mm. how the GUI is is working. So uh, we'll wait and see. I'd say it might, it might go in the bin. I don't know. This has been a big thing that they've been putting out for the last few weeks that the GUI are going That's to cool. open it to anybody. Um, Do you think if I've watched, like, I'm up to date on watching Suits, does that count as enough legal experience? Well, no, they're looking, for, they're looking for just, they're not yeah, just yeah. legal, they're looking for non-legal. The only person who I think is full-time is the chair, but sure. uh, outside of that. But I'm going to stick it in and see what happens. So I'll keep the listeners informed as to my uh, my application to sit on the board of the golfing union of ireland hashtag james for gui yeah oh, that, yeah let's start that trending <laughs> force I'd, them I'd, into I'd, taking yeah, it i'd rather us get the hashtag senior rider cup going for you that's that's what yeah. you really want uh yeah or let's get me to make, meet nick faldo uh, which won't be happening unfortunately on the 100th episode but uh, nick if you want to if you want to tweet me or you know poke me on facebook feel free we do have a couple of cool things lined up for next week. We have a few things in sticks in the fire, so we'll yes. uh, we'll wait and see before we tell the listeners. So look, next week is going to be a special week. It is the hundredth episode. We're going to do a few bits of looking back, looking forward, and the usual reviews and everything else. So if there's anything anybody wants to uh, tell us or what they would like us to talk about or any of the the bits that we have done over the hundred episodes mm. that uh, sticks in your mind you know do tweet us at podcast gts and let us know and we'll definitely talk about it i have a feeling that certainly my rant of tiger might come up as uh, oh, yeah. as one oh, yeah, I need uh, a favorite. Be a good one actually yeah. so so anything that people might if 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 you want to hear it again if we can pull down the files from previous and we can try and get a hold of them but let us know on Twitter at Podcast GTS what the bits you've enjoyed the most and, and uh, what you haven't, perhaps keep them to yourself. Other than that, Barry, thank you. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you for all your um, involvement and enjoy the golf that you're going to get to play over the weekend. If you're not playing it, enjoy watching it. And we will be with you again next week to have our 100th episode. Bye-bye, yeah? Well, goodbye. Bye-bye.